On this week's episode of The Digest Show, I have but one question to begin today's episode. Are you not entertained? I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself, and I know that leaves me with nothing much less to say to give a tease for what we're talking about today, but it's Gladiator 2000's classic. We welcome back Russell Crowe, we welcome to the show Ridley Scott. Josh and I have a gay old time, been waiting to do this one for a long time, so we hope you guys enjoy it. And before I get out of the way and give you this week's episode... I just have one more quote to give on my signal to the band Unleash Hell. Good evening, Joshua. Good evening, sir. Are you ready for today's episode? I'm ready. Can you get your sound back ready? Can I get my soundbite ready? You know I got the soundbite ready. I'd like to begin today's episode with a proclamation. <clears throat> my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, and loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a martyred, mar- murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance. In this life or the next. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Do you like Hollywood motion pictures? You fucking better! Do you like Russell fucking Crow? You fucking better! Ridley Scott! Whoa, you fucking better! Yeah, baby! It's gonna get a little Ridley in here today. On this week's episode of the Digest Show, We're blowing it wide the fuck open. 20 fucking years. One of the greatest Hollywood motion pictures of our lifetime. Gladiator, motherfucker. Gladiator. There ain't no high tops in ancient Rome. There ain't no high tops in ancient Rome. Oh, my God. The ultimate home theater movie of all time. Okay. At least of our time. Sound on. Sound on. Just saying. I don't know anyone who hasn't seen this movie dozens of times. I mean, yeah. Like, I guess there are people who are like, it's a little gory. It's like, okay. Is sure. it? Go sit somewhere. Let, let the adults watch movies here. I think it's really appropriate that we're watching a film like this for this season. Because this season is a lot about indulgence. And just, like, movies that we fucking like without any regard for... What brow our our eyebrows are lifted at at a certain point. And this movie is a good cable movie. It's a good sleepover movie. It's a good theater movie. It's just fucking good. It's, it's a, a classic. Good everything. It is, totally. It's an epic. It's an epic. It's an epic. And how... Can you name any other like Roman, ancient, antiquity time films of our lifetime that are this fucking great? No, see, like, I was going to start rattling them off until you said that are this great. And then I was like, no, I stopped. To me, like, I think about, like, Spartacus. I think about Cleopatra. And then I fast forward 60 fucking years and I think about fucking Gladiator. I mean, what do you got? You got what? Uh, Brad Pitt as, like, Achilles, right? And Orlando Bloom in that one movie together? No, that Eric Bana and Orlando Bloom. Troy. Yeah, there we go. They're kind of in the same, like, vein of aesthetic. They're about the same sort of time, but, like, Gladiator's just cooler. 
I mean, Troy just does not fire on the same cylinders that Gladiator fires on. I mean, come on. Tw- Troy I mean, it doesn't 12 Oscar noms, you know what I mean? Gladiator so makes me like... want to take over a fucking civilization. Fuck yes. There's on conspiracy here. On my signal, unleash hell. Dude, when you said that, I just like... Goosebumps! On my signal, unleash hell. One of my top ten favorite movie quotes of all time. Oh, this, I mean, this one's full of it. I, I mean, this movie is full of everything. It's everything that you want. It's, I mean, I love it again because it's an epic. You, I've said it before on the show. I'll say it again on the show. I love long movies. I love long movies. I love epic tales. I like a whole afternoon to be given to a movie three fucking hours watching it and then another hour talking about it and thinking about it and just maybe even putting the soundtrack on the score on after, uh, you know, I mean, it's, this is the, this is a great, it's just a great kind of movie. Summer afternoon, late spring afternoon. This is a good time to do gladiator. When was the first time you remember seeing it? Or do you have like a Genesis memory? Cause I have a specific one. Uh, I don't. And I'll make, I saw, I'll just make mine quick. I mean, it had to have been, um, you know, as a young guy, cable access kind of a thing. Like it must have come out, uh, come on cable, you know. And I watched it and just remember thinking of it as like this thing. I mean, it's like this big. It's it's like this. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's like this. It's a big production. You know what I mean? Like you put it up. It's like it's almost like you would think it was made way before two thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I kind of referenced a minute ago, like there's this lineage of movies about Rome and the classical era of antiquity. And this is like the definitive one of our lifetime of the 21st century. The 21st century being post 2000, this movie 2000 is 21 years old this year. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, it is, it's like, it's also like it, this one's like a build. It feels like, whereas like, a lot of movies we see today feel like they very much are where film evolved over time. They're they're in this new part, this pushing this evolution. This film and other films kind of like this, like crop up and pop out of what's happening today and kind of feel like just throwbacks. Like if old Hollywood that was interested in making the pictures that old Hollywood made had all the tools and all the new actors and all the new studios of today, and then you get these films. You know what I mean? Like I think of a a, a movie like The Patriot in in kind of the same way too. Like you can you can talk about the difference between the movies all day long, but like it's the same vibe of a film. Like just something that Absolutely. you would imagine being made of yesteryear. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like the, this thing of wanting films like that of like of. People from ancient times always having British accents. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the only way I'm going to trust uh, a personification of Achilles or a, a Roman emperor is if he speaks with the British accent. That's the only right. way. The only way that makes sense. I mean, I like, I was thinking about that too, because it's one of the things you like start th- when you're doing this for the show, you start thinking about movies in a different way. And like, I was thinking about that, like, just that old thing where, anybody like from anywhere other than america has a british accent but then i was like what are they supposed to do though like 
I, I mean, are you just going to turn it into a foreign language film? Because then you're not, it's not going to be a blockbuster smash. You know what I mean? If you make it a foreign language film. What so are they it's supposed like, to do? I think a big genesis of that part of it is like the theater thing. Sure. And it's like the Shakespeare, Julius Caesar. Like, yeah. Yeah. They have to speak this way. But this movie is cool because uh, Russell Crowe definitely still has an Australian accent. <laughs> Right, <laughs> a lot of parts of the movie. <laughs> it's like Australia, the trailer park of the international community. <laughs> like, I love Russell Crowe, dude. I feel like he's like the Russell Crowe is like this. He's a good actor that knows he's good, and then just like <laughs> I don't know, like some of the moments. There are moments in this movie. Like, let's just go. I can go ahead and get it out of the way. Joaquin like way outpaces mr crow in this film like joaquin are totally different they are totally different but still like you know he 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 strides a little quicker it's a big moment for joaquin and i'm gonna get to that but i before we get to like diving into that kind of stuff for today's episode my i love my like i don't remember the first sorry no it's fine i don't remember the first time i watched this movie but my first my first memory of watching it you're going to love this. I spent the night at my friend Dave's house. And I smoked weed all night long for the first time in my life. Oh, yeah. I was like 13. Epic. Woke up, drove home or got picked up. Definitely didn't get picked up. But got home and laid in my bed. And Gladiator was on TNT. Oh, yes. o'clock in the afternoon. And I was still stoned. And I just like laid there. And whenever I am in like a lazy daydream, day off sort of mood, I'm fucking watching Gladiator. Hell yeah. So I that's kind of my first foray into this film. I could just I could just snuggle up with that right now. 13, 14 years old, afternoon, nothing to do. Gladiators on TNT. Life is fucking good, man. Life's good. Yeah. Life's good. It's funny how this film has become a heartwarming movie, because it really is. It's cornbread. Sure. 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 Like, everyone fucking loves this movie. I mean, how do you not love Gladiator? Like, how you put, like, I okay, here's the thing. Like, I went to watch Gladiator for the, like, I watched it a couple of years ago, and then we decided to do it, and I was, like, so stoked on it. And I, you, it's one of those movies too, where if you don't watch it for a couple of years, you're like, you think you remember Gladiator. And then you're like, oh shit, Gladiator every fucking time. But I put the fucking disc in and like, it's like theatrical version, extended version. And I'm like, oh shit, like what's the difference? So I, I look, I look up the runtime and the extended version is like three hours long. And that's when I text you. I'm like, we are doing Gladiator right before I like put three hours into this just the first time. Right. And then, like, you, you're thinking three hours? Like, holy shit, this is forever long. And then you're 45 minutes in, and you're, like, glued. <laughs> right to the movie, and it just rides by, baby. It, like, goes and goes, and you're, like, it moves so fast. And it's, it's the just, fastest three hours ever. Oh, yeah, you're fucking in. You're fucking in, baby. And you remember every part. Yeah, yeah. And it's got, it's definitely got a first act, a second act, and a third act, like very much so. You well, know, let's touch on that. Like, there's two things I wanted to touch on, uh, preamble wise. 
one is like what's going on with who's in this movie and it's kind of a conjuncture of start of a new millennium and like who's these new stars in this movie and the other thing is the director's cut and the theatrical cut and Ridley Scott and the making of this film and one like trivia thing I keep throwing at you is like when they started making this film there were 10 pages of a script and this dude just like making this shit up as they go with this huge fucking production yeah and they make this movie because when was the last time a, a, an antiquity-centered epic was made? And it's at that time in 2000s, Ridley Scott, and it's fucking Russell Crowe. Mm. It's Richard Harris, this guy yeah. from bygone era. Dumbledore. Dumbledore! bet. And then you have this new cat just, like, outshining everyone in his new role. This movie exists in this really cool moment in movie making like it's it's a really cool conjuncture well, conjunction junction what's your function don't, don't forget connie nielsen okay like star also star of a great film that i love called basic with john travolta and sam jackson your quintessential cable movie cheese appropriate for any time of the day okay we got Is oliver it? reed in this yep yep Yep. Who died during the filming yes, of the film totally because he partied his ass off and shit. died of a heart attack. <laughs> they CGI'd the shit out of his face on the end of that movie, dude. Pretty sure the stories I've read is that he's partying with Russell Crowe while making the movie and then the dies of oh. a heart attack. Yeah, it sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, so let's talk about that, like where this movie exists and when it comes out and who's in it. Like, it's a cool moment. Like, who the fuck is Joaquin Phoenix coming in here and just, like, crushing it and with all these big heads? Russell Crowe is the biggest movie star on the planet when this movie comes out, especially after. It's a Roman epic. It's a Ridley Scott. It's a cool moment that happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't recall exactly the rundown of, of Russell Crowe's run right around this, but I know... You know, a beautiful mind had to be somewhere near this. I would imagine probably right before, somewhere yeah. right before, right? Yeah. So he's coming off that, and that's that's like an Oscar winner and all this different shit. You know, this major thing. So yeah, I mean, he's he's fucking huge, and it's like it's two thousand, and something that really struck me is I was really interested to find out like how. How did they sh- how did they shoot this film? Like how did the sets happen? And you know, like it. I wasn't surprised to find out that it's a it's CGI heavy, right? That's how they pulled this off because how you can't film the Coliseum. There's no Coliseum to film. You know what I mean? You got to make something up. But it, honestly, like watching, like you know, I watch on the the TV. I watch everything on. Fucking held up. I mean, really, like. I thought so too, especially I the wonder, Coliseum scenes, like the Coliseum scenes. I happen Rome, to know that the Rome scenes in particular. Yeah, yeah. I happen to know that like those um, those sets and stuff were uh, adapted from a specific painting mm-hmm. of the Gladiator or whatever, and that's like thrown back to many times. I think it looks great. Yeah, I do too. It's very, it's very like it. It's one of those things where it it definitely covers the line of like believability where you're like, you're there in Rome. Like you're watching this and you're like, that's Rome. You know what I mean? Well, it's what I want from Hollywood Rome. 
It is Hollywood exactly. Rome. That's what I mean. It's yeah, it, yeah. precisely. Like this the, is what I I was watch. I was watching the last thirty minutes uh, before we got on, and I was just like, "This is the Hollywood Rome movie that I want. This is like this is it." Yeah, it's it's like it's like the it, again. It's like Cleopatra for today. It really is. Yeah, I mean, but like, I'm not a big fan of the the Ten Commandments and uh, Ben Hur, um, you know. But they they also fall into those categories, it's like those big fucking long epics, this massive sets, and like, you know, and it it really is like that's the crazy thing is that you just fast forward all these years and then you get Gladiator, you know, and it is got the violence is updated. It looks, you know, a lot more like realistic battle and every a lot more gore than those old films but aside from that when you when they're when they're in in senate or they're you know showing the 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 emperor and and his you know entourage in the coliseum you know you you these things feel real you know what i mean the like whole aesthetic good. yeah the whole aesthetic is on point yeah it is yeah and it's yeah. really scott yeah, and I think I think one of the way that they one of the ways they pull that off is like I know they did like a mixture of like built sets and then they filled stuff in in CGI. And I know like when you're doing backgrounds in CGI, I I feel like that's got to be a little easier to pull off than like cuz if you think since we brought up Dumbledore, like the first thing that just popped into my mind, think of a film from that era, right? Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter. The fucking the broom flying scenes. Like don't don't age well. They don't age that well. I mean, they really don't age well at all. And it's like shit. You know what I mean? But like when you watch Gladiator, shit's not popping out at you like, ooh. You know what I mean? That first the first six, seven minutes of that first battle, mm -hmm. those special effects and those costumes and that staging, it's 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 perfect. It's yeah, like I feel like what we're talking about, like it's like the lines of Roman legions and the dogs barking and like the the barbarian gauls coming and like the the special effects and and all of that the whole aesthetic is like it just holds up like that's what it I does. fucking want. Yeah, it's like for this sure. Is the, I sit down to watch this movie and I'm like I'm in fucking Rome, man. Yeah, for sure. It's like that's what it that's what like okay, interesting little sidebar topic cuz this is definitely a film to talk about it on, but like after how many years do you rewatch a movie before you know that like at that point, if it holds up now, it's just going to hold up forever. Like, I think gladiator might be there. Is 20 years. Like the mark. We do that. Is that the mark? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so. I mean, with technology moving so quickly and everything, like even look at like popular action movies of today of like the Marvel movies or something like, I know that gladiator, the special effects aren't on that par, but like, of course not, but it's still like not. I don't laugh at the special effects of Gladiator. No, and I specifically am talking about like the CGI parts of it. Like the, they, all the battle stuff. That's like legit. They they fucking fired cannons and awesome. They did. They filmed that shit. You know, Peter Jackson style and shit. You know, but but what they did is they like they built Rome digitally. And that's the part that holds up to me. Like you watch it and you, you can, you, it's like, uh, it's obvious to you that it's not Rome because how could it be ancient Rome? It's just impossible. But 
nothing like sticks out at you like like some of those other from that time period in particular they like bit off a little more than they could chew with some of those graphics those cgi graphics um so i I don't know i just think i think that's a good part of gladiator that it holds up so well and you do get those like i mean stunning epic visuals of rome you know it's it's cool there's these lampposts in the film of his his fights in the arenas and he starts small minor league ball right and moves his way up to the big leagues and each of those scenes are 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 perfect they're awesome and they're the they're the biggest moments in the film and i think that those are the the uh, opportunities for the film to age well and those are the opportunities for the film to those are the moments we're going to remember the film by and if we're watching the highlight reel of the film and those coliseum scenes whether it be in like north africa or in fucking central rome at the coliseum they're they're gonna have to hold up for us to remember the film the the way that we do and they do it all works yeah yeah for sure for sure and it's and and you know like probably like this might turn into a segue but the story the story works like you know it's for for people who like history there's enough like kind of real history that that kind of holds stuff up you know it's not like the story you know uh according to what i've looked up like commodus doesn't actually assassinate mark cerulius you know it's all this different stuff you know but but yes please take it but there are let me just say there are enough real kind of factual things in there to build the story off of that it feels like a real kind of tell from that time Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the backstory of like being like an amateur fan of Roman history and things like that. Commodus mm-hmm. is a really interesting mm-hmm. character. He, he is a rich kid. And, yeah. <laughs> and he was a Roman emperor. That is true. Yes. And he believed He himself, was assassinated. I'm going to talk about that. Oh. He, be- he believed himself to be the heir apparent to Marcus Aurelius. He was his, he was his son. They ruled co-jointly for a few years before Marcus Aurelius died. He, he was, he was like a YouTuber kind of vibe. <laughs> he believed himself to be the reincarnation of Hercules. Oh. And he did fancy himself a gladiator and he did interject himself into the Colosseum. Yep. Yep. To, to, to garner the love of the Roman people. He was not a popular ruler. His rule is the beginning of the end of the Pax Romana, which is the, the, the period of peace in Rome where things were fucking kosher and awesome. Mm -hmm. And this guy comes in the, the, uh, the son of Marcus Aurelius, who's like one of the great leaders of ancient Rome squanders it, bunch of money, fucking his sister, just like classic stuff like that. The way Commodus dies there's a conspiracy against him, which is not uncommon in ancient Rome and how leaders die. A famous wrestler strangles him to death. That's how mm-hmm. he dies. So mm-hmm. like there is some, you know, par- the paradox between the reality and the film is there is something there. And Commodus was, I think I love Joaquin's per- per- portrayal of the character in the, in the film, but Commodus was what he is in the film. He was, he was not true, and he was the yes. public didn't love him, and he was like uh, conceited and like consumed with being in the emperor. And I mean, he represented the worst parts of Rome, and which is, they they also got 
uh, you know, the philosopher king in Marcus Aurelius right in the film. You know what I mean? Richard Harris. Exactly. And oh, like, hold on. If there's some there are some cheesy moments in Gladiator and I feel like I love them all. I do, too. I think a little bit of that probably comes. It's really about dialogue and like just moments like that. But if you want a class on acting, there's you don't need to look anywhere else besides the scene where where fucking Commodus assassinates Marcus Aurelius. That is that shit right there. It's like that is like when you watch Daniel Day Lewis do Daniel Plainview and you're like, oh fuck. What if he had a partner who carried the chops equally as well for like just 10 minutes and you got to watch that shit, dude? Oh, that's some good. It's good shit, dude. That's that the other cool moment. Stuff. That's the other cool moment about this movie is someone like Richard Harris who comes from the era of Laurence Olivier. Yes. And like hard party and theater fucking masters. And Shakespeare on stage. You know what I mean? Masters. Yes. And yes. then Joaquin Phoenix comes in. Yep. And we're like, who's this guy? And he hold, he goes toe to toe with that motherfucker. Yeah. He does. That scene, there's that moment where Richard Harris's character throws up his hands. He's like, my faults of you as a leader are because of my my faults as a father. And he goes, he, he does this. You can't see me. But he goes, And it's just beautiful. Like it it's is. Just, it's performance, and Joaquin just eats it up. And you're like, "Holy shit, this guy, Joaquin!" Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a coming of age moment. Like it is. And, and that's what I was saying earlier about this movie being such a cool cross point of of culture. Of Russell Crowe's the star, right? It's Russell fucking Crowe. Yeah, it's Russell fucking Crowe. But then Richard Harris is there for the first half hour. And yeah. this dude comes in, this young man playing this perfect movie villain. Perfect. I oh, I think I don't. I did not look this up. Disclosure, but for some reason, my memory tells me that Joaquin Phoenix won the MTV Movie Award for Best Movie Villain that year. I don't know why, but I feel like I can imagine my like little eleven-year-old, twelve-year-old self watching the MTV Movie Awards that year and be like. And they show that scene where his eyes are just like fucking ferocious. Like I don't even I can't remember which scene it is, but his just fucking uh, face acting award, hands down, no doubt. The walk, the walk is bringing the it. The walk. Home. I've I'm never not, heard that nickname. I'm, I'm I'm bringing that out. The walk. That's my look, Joaquin. You might not like that, and like when when we become friends, you can totally correct me. But until that moment, I'm calling you the walk. I love that. The Walk. I mean... Welcome to the show, The Walk. The Walk is here. Yeah, I mean, I really do think his performance is a big fucking deal in this movie. It is. It's it's the... it it, it Russell Crowe is like the, the engine, you know, that's... Dry, like, he, well, actually, Russell Crowe Russell Crow is the... He's the metal on the outside of the car that looks really pretty and everybody wants to buy it. And fucking Joaquin and Richard Harris are like the everything else. You know what I mean? Like driving the whole fucking film. I mean, the story is a good story. Everybody loves like it's a great story. Yeah, they do this great thing of of I mean, it's very relevant to today. They bring in the whole, you know, he brings back the games and that's very central to it and there's the debate about 
you know, is Rome for the senator? Is it for one man? Is it, you know, are the games moral or are they not? Is Rome a mob? Is it not? You know, all these things are there for you to chew on. But everybody loves a fucking assassination plot. Everybody fucking loves people sneaking around and like working on some shit. Everybody loves that. And you get that too. Yeah, and I think there's a hearkening back to Spartacus and the way they cultivated the the story of this film of the slave upending the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The conspiracy part of this movie is really intricate and well done. This guy almost overthrows Rome. He does. He does. I mean, and the I will say for anybody who's like into this movie and has not seen the extended version, the extended version definitely leaves you more crumbs for for that. Yeah, for, there's way more. What plot, were we talking about earlier like, today when we were getting stoked about recording? Was the well, yeah, the poison dagger is what. Yeah, you, I don't. I didn't get. I didn't catch the poison part. I kind of thought that they just like pierced his fucking lung, but I don't know. That's you, enough. I feel like. You, yeah, it is. But you've loved this movie a lot longer than I have, so I could get it if you picked. I mean, but but they leave really for me. The biggest part to me to me was was uh, what's her name? Um, damn it, um, I'm blinking. His sister's name. Uh, anyway, uh, you'll get it. But his sister, Lucilla. Yeah, Lucilla. Yeah. Um, she they show her conferring with the senators a lot more which which shows a little bit more of like because you kind of watch when you watch the theatrical version there's some stuff that happens and like all of a sudden it's like a cut scene and the herodotus or i think that's his name whatever the senator's name is is getting arrested at his like farm and it's like they show that but like in the extended version Gracchus, that's it. Uh, in the extended version, you see his like little servant going to get give the money, and then watching that happen. You know, it's not his, it's not his servant. I know it's his lover. You know, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Like you see, you see that in the extended version, and then because like in the theatrical version, you see him get arrested. You fill in the blanks, but you're like, wait, how did Commodus really figure all this out? And like without that. You know, that's how he figures it all out. It's because his guys see it happen. Well, he figures it out because of the kid. Which what which kid are you talking about? Lucius. Lucius? His sister's daughter. Sure. Her son, rather. So Lucius is playing uh, sword fighting with the servants. Yeah. And Lucius has overheard his mother uh, conspiring to allow Maximus to have this power with the his legion that's waiting outside. And uh, Commodus says, "Who are you playing? Are you playing a legionnaire?" And he says, "No, I'm 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 Maximus Deridius, savior of Rome." And he says, "Who?" And Commodus brings the child closer and says, "Who who said this to you?" And it's alluded that Lucius has overheard the conspiracy, and Commodus coerces Lucius into telling him all about the conspiracy. And that's how Commodus finds out that there's a whole thing waiting for. Maximus to kill Commodus in the arena and then Maximus's people will take over Rome and Maximus will then in this huge pious moment of trust give Rome back to the people yeah for sure and and to allude to the other crucial part of that whole thing is when the one senator is telling him 
about the snake at the bottom of the ocean. And he tells them, let them take bites out of you. And that's one of the bites. And then the other bite is he lets them, he lets the plan go far enough so that they see who is trying to buy Maximus from Proximo. You know what I mean? That's what I was kind of getting at. And, and it, it, it is this really interesting, I mean this, yeah, I mean this story, you don't, you don't need like that's what makes this movie epic, right? You don't get an epic unless you get the big sets, unless you get the big acting, unless you get this story that keeps you in. You know what I mean? Like you have to have that. In any movie that's two and a half hours plus, you better have a fucking story that has a hook. You know what I mean? The story has a hook. This movie's yeah, awesome. It does. And I'm gonna go on a little rant here. That's why I'll take a movie like this. Over a movie from this year called Tenet any fucking day. Like, I'm serious. Like, that's what this podcast has kind of become about is like, we love this kind of movies. Like, yeah, I love the highbrow stuff. Give me the, you know, the Criterion Collection, the best movies of all time. Let, like, let me watch those. I have no problem. The all tours, the everything, give it to me. But, like, I'll take Gladiator over Tenet, a movie like that, any day. Because if I'm going to watch something for that long, Give me a story that gives me something. You know what I mean? Instead of a fucking headache. Like, I'll take a good headache any day, but... I want to, like, be invested and feel jubilant and, like, yes. like I achieve something when I watch a movie. Yeah, for sure. On, and this, on that big of a scale, yeah. And this movie is a big scale. It's a Hollywood motion picture, but I also fucking cry because my homeboy gets yeah. to go home. Right. And he, like, did the moral thing. He achieved... What he wanted to achieve. Yeah. And it left me hanging. And Joaquin Phoenix is smarmy and evil and awesome. Fuck yeah, he is. He's so fucking good. He is really, really good. He, I, I feel like we could just like talk about that forever. Let's I mean, do it. he, he's always been like that good, right? Like Gladiator is like the party where he comes out like fully and is like, it's his coming out party. Gladiator I am Joaquin Phoenix fucking watch what i can do it's a it's a it's important it's a big deal yeah i mean look at what he's done since then like this is his coming out party yeah and he had that little bit of time that he took off and i think that what him and casey affleck did was like kind of like an art piece and i think that that was kind of explains a lot of that weird phase where people think of Joaquin in this weird place where he didn't really make any movies. And I, I could be completely wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone, I know that, that they had intent when they made that documentary that, but I think that he kind of had that little patch where they were working on that. And then he came back to film and what was it? The master. Yeah, was like the first role, and you like see him, and he's like this fucking tiny, scrawny version of himself, and he's like all hunched over, you know. Like, I don't know, the guy is something else. Like, I don't know if they're. I mean, I think the he reminds me the most of of Daniel Day Lewis out of anybody. You know what I mean? Like, we've got our favorite actors, our cool guy actors, DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. You know, we love Russell Crowe, Gosling, give them to us, you know. But, like, there's something different about Joaquin, right? 
It's Joaquin. Yeah, there's something different about Joaquin. He's the just, name. When you say Joaquin, you mean something. I, it's it's enigmatic. It's challenging. You're gonna have a good time while you're watching it, but you're gonna be questioning yourself afterwards. He's an he's like an artist of an actor. Yeah, he's not like a he's not a movie star. He's like you said, he's on the caliber of someone who's tapping into the human psyche, which is why we like going to movies and watching people perform like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's the he's the. Uh, there are those actors and filmmakers that that like the artists, people people who are artists really appreciate, and I think he's definitely the fuck up there. I mean, you yeah. know, like you know what I mean. Like DiCaprio is great, but like there's just it's just it's different. And it, he's just I mean, he doesn't have a cleft lip. He's a little too handsome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Joaquin has this like fucked up thing. Yeah, like he you does. believe. That well, he... and then you know you got the whole thing from his brother and his brother sure. coming from like you know like kind of like real indie you know artistic cinema. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, and like that whole thing. So yeah, the guy's got some. He's got some stuff to pull from, you know. Yeah, he's his he his palette is. Yeah, his palette is something I think we're into on the show. Like, oh yeah, all his all his. All of the movies that he, that he's in are popular and make a bunch of money and are in the cinemas. But like, he also serves us with real art and challenges us. And it's dark and it's and this is his first movie that we get to see that. Like, yeah, on like a full scale service. Yeah, um, I think I think Rid- Ridley Scott. You know, interesting. What an interesting guy. In, good choice to again to bookend Richard Harris with Joaquin in this film. Definitely, definitely good. You know what I mean? It needed it. There's some lackluster parts otherwise. You know what I mean? Where? That, I mean. Throughout, I don't. There's some treatments in this film. I know I'm not particularly fond talk, of. Talk me through it. Well, I mean, like some of the. I don't. I don't like the way they do some of his like kind of flashbacky stuff. Sure. You know the his family's getting murdered. You're not into the, that. The, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not into his family getting murdered. No, but like the slobber. You know, on the kiss on the feet. Us. Yeah, the yeah. kiss on the feet is good, <laughs> but like when I watched that this morning and he kisses his his wife's feet and there's just like the it reminded me of Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I was like, Inspired this is what Tropic. It. This is exactly what Tropic Thunder is making fun of. Right? That's it. That's right. That's right. So there, there is that, and um, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> half of connie nielsen stuff like i love her but i mean i don't know there's just not there's some non-good acting parts in this you know non-good acting non-good acting parts in this non-good but i think that's part of the reason that it has so much legs and why we love it so much is because it doesn't it fails at certain points that make it endearing Oh yeah, I mean it's not okay. like this huge serious epic. It is like I did watch it on TNT. You know? well, well, for sure. And like don't get me wrong, like 
this is just the this is just me, you know, like I like to point out the things that I dislike in these films because I like to share that with you and with everyone. But but at the same time, like Gladiator is a great film. Like there, at the end of the day, Gladiator is a great film. Like, do I do I think that it for for me and my own opinion is up there with with some of my favorite films? No, I don't. You know, but but if my, someone were to ever suggest. You guys want to watch Gladiator tonight or this afternoon? I probably would never say no. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'd be fuck like, yeah. yep, great but, movie. But that's also the thing, though, is that like my movie taste over the years has really kind of it. it it's um, it's evolved into this. Dip, it's this thing like I, Jackie Brown, which I've proclaimed on this show to be my favorite movie, is not the same kind of thing. As Gladiator. So, of course, when I, like, look and I'm like, Jackie Brown's my favorite movie and Gladiator's not as good as Jackie Brown. Well, no, it's not as good as Jackie Brown to me, but it's a completely fucking different thing. Gladiator is one of those go-away movies. You know what I mean? Like, the kind of movies that you put on and you get to just go away and be wrapped up in a world for a long time. And I fucking love those kinds of movies. Those are probably my favorite. You know what I mean? Isn't that what we want from movies? Oh, I mean, it, it, that, and see, therein lies the whole thing that we teeter on this show. Movies, I think, are for escapism, and what some people would consider film or cinema kind of leans more in, like, the world of art. You know what I mean? Where it's sure. more of a meant to challenge you on a moral, intellectual level. And yes, we love those kinds of films. Gladiator is more like a landscape painting it's just meant to be looked at you're not supposed to consumed yes you're not supposed to it's not supposed to leave you wretched with some question it does make me cry fuck yeah dude yeah a couple of times fuck a couple of times i'll hit the i get the pangs for sure when cicero dies the end scene yeah he gets to go home to his family right not only achieves his moral goal by slaying the emperor but he also gets to go home to his family in the fields of Elysia. It's fucking amazing. Gets me. It is. It is. It's. It is uh, very poignant. It is, and I love. I I do like. You know, the the nerd in me loves the constant refrain to the hand sweeping the wheat. You know, like that's great stuff. I mean, that's what I love when he's he knows he's dying or he knows he's he knows he's going to win the final battle, but he also knows he's going to die. And they include him like pushing the door open. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like. It's so good. It is. It's it cheesy. Is. It is. But it's good. That's it's what I'm so saying. Good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt whatsoever. Okay, but one thing that you can't have missing in an epic that we have not really talked about is a score. And this score is fucking big. But like, okay, are you a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Okay, well, I am because I like big movies. Okay, I like fun. I like fun productions. Well, this is not going to land as good for you, but for anybody else out there who's seen the Pirates movies, what the fuck? How did they rip off the score, like, so hard? 
totally missed this. Walk me through it. Oh yeah, there's like this total like refrain in Gladiator. Like this is this you know Gladiator is this big score all the yeah, way through, yeah. through the fucking like Arabian parts when they're like you know like in they Spain get real. And, yeah. Oh yeah, Hans Zimmer, dude, give it to me, right? Absolutely. There's yeah. like this I feel like the pirates of the Caribbean thing Yeah. And it's like basically the same thing. I'm serious. It's so, look, I'm not even a musician, bro. You know me. I'm not even a musician. As soon as I fucking heard it, I like was like, what? Why? Like, where is that? Why, Why do you that say that? I think you're totally When he's like training and like, it's the same fucking thing. You're totally right. Yes. I'm telling you, it is. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like when, when, um, and like uh, MC Hammer is trying to say that he didn't take under pressure, and he's like, "Is dun dun no, no, dun, no. dun, dun, dun. Uh, vanilla ice, vanilla ice." My bad, sorry. You know what it's like? It's like it's theirs is dun 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 dun. Yeah, and mine's dun dun chicka dun dun. It's like it's the same fucking thing. It really is. It is the same thing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's. I mean, go, man. Okay. So here's the thing, though, is like Hans Zimmer did Gladiator, and I looked into this because I was like, did okay, did Hans Zimmer? Is he like? I don't know much about Hans Zimmer except for he's great. But like, is Hans one of those guys who hits the vodka bottle like a little too much, and he's like working on this project, and then like two years later he's working on this project, and he's like, you know what, Johnny Depp's on this ship, you know what I mean? Like maybe. So he is credited somehow in that production but not credited with the score whatsoever i it's the weirdest fucking thing like he was involved in that production somehow but this I whole other negative of the production as a whole because as we talked about the script thing and like ridley scott kind of being famous for getting away with murder and <laughs> like it makes sense that he was like late at night just like oh, <sighs> I need your help. <laughs> like, he I need you to come help. here and like help out, and I'm not gonna be able to pay you. But like, this movie mm. rules, and I and I know you care, and I need your fucking help. I mean, I think part of my favorite, my favorite part of the score is that is literally like the Arabian parts, well, like when they're just traveling. Well, no, well, no, it's well, not well, that. Well. They just, I don't know the instruments. Like you would, you you would know better than I. But there's just this. You know, there's this sound, like this Arabian sound, yeah. and it's like they're traveling and the camels and everything all around when he first goes in with Proximo when they pick him up. Yeah. As his dead family. Oh, man, I guess that got deep. His family dies. And by the way, great movie trope, don't fuck with a guy's family. Like, if, like, if there's a badass who kills a lot of people in war, don't, Don't fuck with his, his family. You're 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 gonna die. How about the tigers? No tigers were harmed in the making of this film. Maximus fucks those tigers up, right? When they bring out the old head and he they're like, tigers. "Hey, this guy's been retired for five oh, years." That guy, right? That fucking guy. That was like Carl Malone coming back. <laughs> that's all I can think about. <laughs> I'm like, hey, fight this guy. Oh, Lord. Wait. <laughs> it's kicking your ass. 
<laughs> oh goodness. Carl spike Carl, in your foot, on. Carl Malone. Come on. Well, and okay, so to like what I was talking about with the the whole politics of Rome thing, that is one of the moments in the film right there, right? Like because we've already seen, you know, Joaquin's comet is, is very, very influenced by the mob, right? The so-called yeah. mob. And anytime they want someone to live or die, he feels the pressure to go along with them. And they all say, kill, kill, kill. And what does Maximus do? No. Nope. I decide. And I'm not going to kill this man. And at first they deride him for it. And someone throws a jeer. But then they love him. It's the I don't like so again, like literally, so, like some character from a Dickens movie, like in the background. Maximus the Mystifo. Cheerio. Ancient <laughs> Rome. Do you believe that this is real? You wouldn't believe it if I didn't have a Cockney accent. Ancient <laughs> Rome, the Colosseum. Get your papers here, Maximus yep. Tridius, Gladiator, Ridley Scott. Nice to know that classism has has existed forever, exactly. right? The poor exactly. Romans are all also have Cockney accents, exactly. right? It's not just Mary Poppins, folks. Ridley Scott, <laughs> Maximus Tridius. I'm glad we're not really getting deep into like the moral plight of Maximus because it's kind of the part of the movie that you just let wash over you. It makes yeah. you cry. You love it. But like you don't need to analyze it. It's, oh no, it's obvious. It's, yeah. it's got to be that way. It's like it's like um it it it's it kind of comes from that like like classic like Greek heroic literature, right? Like you, it's almost like it has to be that way. Like Ma Maximus, like you watch Maximus murder like a million fucking people, right? Yeah. But you, you as the viewer know that his morals are solid. Like you've, and that's what I think that that's there for. And the only reason it's there, the only reason any of the politics get brought into this film whatsoever is to drive the story of this of this gladi of this general becoming slave becoming gladiator becoming conqueror almost i mean you could kind of say you well, know he, he quote unquote conquers rome by his his guile and his he doesn't do it in in a in a fashion that he conquers the uh, politics of rome he with the senators the gracchus and the gaius's characters are like you're just going to like conquer rome and give it back and he's like, yeah, because I believe in Marcus Aurelius and I believe in those morals and the ethic and like what Rome could possibly be. And that's what he stands for. Mm -hmm. and, and like and like also, uh, I don't have any interest in like being the emperor. Of fucking also, Rome. just want to kill this little shit. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah. And and I think that that's that's also like they, they do really good jobs like in this film of kind of alluding like you've said to just ancient history and Roman history and stuff. And I like the way that the hero has his struggle and his moment is so brief, but, but his moment has such a vast, large impact, 
You know what I mean? And it is that quintessential like heroic story. Like he dies. Well, when they, they see that he's dying, and Commodus is like, "Give me your sword," and the old head that knew Max back finally, in the day is like, "You show a little you're... spine, Quintus." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, put your swords away. Don't yeah, help him." Yeah, yeah, Quintus. You fucking. What if I can't do it? What if I can't? Quintus. I'm sorry. I'm mad at Quintus. I'm mad at Quintus too. You could have at least given Maximus a head start in the tent that night when he refused to shake Commodus's hand. You could have let, you could have given him a head start, you asshole. Quick turnaround, Quintus. And then he's like, I'm a soldier. I just obey. Get that dirt off your shoulder, Maximus. Get that. Do you know who I will ride and die with? Jay-Z? Me Falco. too. Falco. Okay. That dude's a fucking homie. Okay. Riding and dying. Maximus, the Irish actor with the... Oh, that's Cicero. Cicero, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, oh, that's what. See, that's that's my point. That's, that's my point. Really, that's when I'm paying up with the tears when homeboy gets shot with the arrows on the horse. Damn! Then it ruined the plot. Rome is gonna go. It's it's gonna. Oh shit! Everything's over. Where are you camped? Damn it! Tell the men that your general lives. Right. Cicero is fucking a pivotal point. Yeah. This movie doesn't happen without that man. It I looked into that actor. The scars on his face, probably the reason he got the role, looking like weathered, like he'd been through some shit. Irish, beat up by some gangs as a young man. Woo! Under knife point, given the... Whoosh, whoosh. I feel like I've seen him in something else, too. Like, there was something sticking in my mind. Like, I feel like I've seen that mug in some other movie. Cicero. Mm. Right, I I was like, okay, I, I love that guy. That too, I was like, that name sounds so familiar. So I like, I was like looking it up, but that it didn't like stick out as any kind of like. I thought that was the name of like another leader of Rome. I think he's been in. Oh well, Cicero's like famous orator and senator of Rome. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Thank you. Yeah. I wonder why they gave him that name. You know. Tommy Flanagan is a Scottish actor. Scottish. That was a terrible Scottish accent. I'm not good at accents. I just like doing them. I'm good at accents. I do it for the fun of it, sir. Boom. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. 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 What's your favorite battle scenes? Mm. I was just thinking about that. See, I'm getting better at that Scottish accent. Oh! Uh, Okay, but for real though, my favorite... I was just thinking about that. Favorite battle scene? Um, probably when they go to assassinate Maximus after they take him out of the hut. I just love that. Like the whole, give me the, give me the, the soldier's death, the clean death. And then he just like headbutt to the fucking face. And he takes the, and he like my favorite kill though, like the whole movie, my favorite kill is he headbutts the one guy gets the other dude 
stabs that guy, turns around, the dude's sword stuck in his fucking thing, and he's like, stabs him, and then it cuts to this guy on a horse, and all of a sudden, this fucking sword just comes flying out of another way. And fucking kills him. I love that fucking kill. Just throws the fucking sword through the fucking woods right into the guy's fucking heart. Sometimes the blade makes the frost stick on the sheath. Right? Give it to me! It's so good! It's just such a superior warrior to these dinkuses, right? Like, these, what are these guys even doing with their life? And I, my favorite probably is when he beats the veteran. Right? Because, like, this guy's a superior warrior. Yes! And this, absolutely. The, the guy that he's fighting is a fucking actor. Yep. And if it wasn't for those tigers, he would have killed him a lot quicker than he did. Well, not he only would, did he uh, kill, he didn't even kill him. He chose not to. Him. He yeah. also fucking killed a tiger. Maybe he killed two. a tiger. Maybe two. Maybe two. He whacked the shit out of that one tiger with the shield, and that motherfucker laid down. I saw it happen. I'm just saying, through the tourney, Maximus kind of fucking breezed through it. Maximus is a beast. Okay, also the, the big... only reason he ever lost is because of cheating. Oh, of course. Maximus is like he breezed through that tournament, bro. Like totally. there was there was nothing in his way. Like when they <laughs> like when Proxima's guys were all fighting together and they're like they're doing this kind of like fighting montage and they get to this one battle and they just they just let Maximus go out by himself and he just kills them all. Then they decapitates the dude with two swords, and everybody else is just stayed in the tunnel. It was like a foot. It was like watching a football game, and like one guy goes out and like plays every position and wins the whole game, and then they just come back in, and everybody's like, "Yeah, good job, man. That was great. Thank you." I love they start when they find out his identity. They start calling him General. General. Yep. They're like, "Don't fuck with this guy. It's not a good fighter. This dude's like killed hundreds of people. <laughs> like, this oh. isn't a show." This guy He's, will kill all of us right now. And I do love the the like uh, Germanic guy. The big buffy guy who oh, eats yeah. the food to test yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah. Guy love, so the extended version also gives a little background into the guy who like pisses himself and dies real quick. And the German guy like cuts his fucking hand off. You know, like it's sad. He was a scribe, man. He spoke seven languages. Poor guy. He All couldn't right. be on that battlefield. Yeah. But I love it when that guy cuts his hand off and just goes to work after that. <laughs> like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to live, motherfucker. I am yeah. going to live. Yeah. The Spaniard. Yeah, the Spaniard. The Spaniard speaks to the size of the Roman Empire. Sure. They call him that because of the hue of his skin, right? Yes, yeah, 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 it, yeah. That's my guess, you know. And it, but I guess isn't that interesting? Like, let's just think about that for a second. Like, Marcus Aurelius in this fictional tale was going to appoint Maximus as the protector backslash emperor of Rome, right? Caesar, Caesar, yeah, of the Roman Empire, and. He had never even been to Rome. Never even been to Rome. So Claudius is the first Roman emperor who was born outside of Italy. 
Sure. And Claudius is a couple decades after this era. But like your point to like speak about how big and vast the 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 empire is for sure. Yeah. And it's also it's also you know we, we were kind of priding ourselves Wait, for not- I I'm, I'm wrong. Claudius is prior to this era because Claudius is referenced by Commodus. Yes, that's what I was saying. I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're totally right. No. So like the, this these this empire has been expanding for for decades. Yeah. And it was like we were kind of priding ourselves on not getting on that political stuff, but it also kind of is interesting to think because I mean, obviously anyone who looks at history in any way would obvi- draw comparisons between America and Rome, right? You know, of course, no doubt. So imagine someone being elected president who had never held that office, any kind of like never held any political office and like had never been to Washington DC. Wouldn't that be kind of trippy? Just like just somewhat because if they had never been to Washington DC, that would be that would mean that they would have to be of the means that they never couldn't travel. You know what I mean? That would be kind of that would be kind of wild. And I'm sure yeah. that it would translate to those times. You know what I mean? Well especially if the the uh, nation you were living in and were a citizen of was the name of the big city. Like, say we lived in Washington. What Washingtonian was the name of our country. And you lived in where you live in Oregon. And you were born there and you lived there and you were a Washingtonian. And you were pressured to ascribe to the beliefs and the morale and the and and the bravado of being a Washingtonian. But you'd never even seen it. You didn't even know it was real. Right? Yeah. That's but you were expected to pay those taxes and be there. We're, we're fucking getting into this right now. You fucking better pay those taxes. Okay, wait. Okay. Quirky, okay, quirky question. If Washington, D.C. becomes a state, is it just going to be Columbia? The state of Columbia? Is that it? The state of Columbia? I think it will be called Washington. But there's already a state called Washington. So you can't we can't have two Washington Would states. Would it be called right? DC? But it's but isn't it only DC because it's the district of Columbia? Isn't it Columbia? I think it's gonna be wouldn't it be Columbia? Isn't Columbia like uh like a uh, make believe fucking oh I'm thinking of Cascadia. Yeah. Columbia is like a country with a U. You know? Not an O. Sure. Wait. And then it, other way around. I don't spell. That's your department, brother. So you figure, figure it out. And there's also like a town down south. I've recently city. learned that that place sucks. I mean, so. but go fuck yourself, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, but you know what I mean, though. Like, I sorry, just had a thought. What happens if DC becomes a state? Is it is it Columbia? Is that let's our, call it Maximus Deridius. Into it. Commander of the, the the Northern Legions. One true. Or, yeah. So Yada. apparently Russell Crowe. Apparently Russell Crowe like told the guy. Like apparently Russell Crowe like rewrote a lot of the dialogue in this movie. That's a big thing. Yeah. And he straight up told the guy like your dialogue fucking sucks. And then like. The guy, is, the guy is quoted. 
from being like a couple of years later saying I'm fucking Russell Crowe. <laughs> I'm the greatest actor alive. That's what he's he quoted saying. I'm the greatest actor alive. I'll make anything good. He wasn't wrong. And then the writer, the writer a couple of years later is like, yeah, I guess to his credit, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> some, of, some of the dialogue was pretty bad. I think like a big part, the, a big part of the legacy of this movie is Russell Crowe. We haven't really touched on it, but we talked about him being like the big movie star of the draw. But he he was a huge part of making this movie happen. Dude, he got beat up as fuck. Like he I injured think that himself. He, a like doesn't lot. have a feeling in a finger or two still to this day. Like yeah. he put his heart and soul and body into this movie. Totally, totally. And he looks good doing it. Okay, looks good doing it. He's a sexy guy. Oh, he's killing it. You know what I mean? He's Russell fucking Crow. Victoria digging on the Russell Crowe vibes? Um, I'm sure, you know. Oh. I'm sure. As much as any. As, I am. As much as anyone would, but not specifically, I don't think. Okay. You know, but I, I just think, you know, he put his body through some work and it, uh, it paid off. I just remember hearing about Cinderella Man, Freddie Roach, the famous boxing coach, saying about Russell Crowe, if I got a hold of him when he was 22... He'd be a world champion. Like the guy's like a legit physical specimen. Oh, he's definitely a physical person. You can, I yeah. Mean, in, in his digest show debut, he also played a very physical individual. If Freddie Roach is like, if I got a hold of you when it was time and I could have made you into a fucking boxer, uh, I'm yeah. A big, I've become a big Russell Crowe fan. Yeah, I mean, he, so like, okay, so I was just thinking about that. Russell Crowe, top films all time. Like, what are we like? We got Beautiful Mind, right? We got Gladiator, Gladiator Master and Commander. Great fucking movie. Right? Master and Commander. Noah? Okay, I have not seen that. I've never seen it either. I was totally joking. I'm not. I love Darren Aronofsky. Like, all of his films are great, but I heard sure. that that movie sucked pretty badly. <laughs> I can't believe he made that movie. That's the word on the street, is that it was pretty nice guys. bad. Nice guys? Oh, nice guys are is great. We just need a number two. We need a number two. Crow, guys, come on, you guys. Make it happen. We need the number two. We need it. We need a number two. We're like parents trying to potty train nice guys. <laughs> okay, so what are your? Okay, give me some of your favorite. What's your favorite thing about Gladiator? I think we're we're we we've talked about Gladiator, but like, what what's your favorite part of Gladiator? The first twelve minutes. Just the first battle scene, huh? So good. It's pretty fucking good. On my signal. It's. Unleash hell. Like, come on, dude. Come Way on. to open a movie. Right? It's like, that's like, Saving Private Ryan definitely took a cue off of that. Like, open the movie with the boom. Right? Bang. Or maybe vice versa. Someone took a cue. But anyway, way to open a movie. I think the opening is my favorite. I think Russell Crowe is my favorite. I just love him. I want to I be him. I want to root for him. Huh. 
I fucking love Russell Crowe. My favorite is Joaquin. I can see that. I just love that evil. He's got that evil. Apparently, apparently he was like on set, like asking asking Russell Crowe to like rough him up before they like did their scenes together. Russell Crowe's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you know what you're asking for? Because I am famous oh, for beating the up. shit. I need to people. be able to be mad. <laughs> no, but Joaquin just he get he brings that fire, man. You know what I mean? It's the good stuff. It's and, a great debut. And I love, I love the epic. I just that's the best part yeah, about I Gladiator. It is there another epic from our time? Like this is the like this is Definitive like the epic, epic of our age. Of our of our time, I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> is that bad? No, I can watch it again right now. Like it's we can, so good. We can in this podcast, and I could watch the movie again. I think we should do it. I think I'm gonna go watch it right now. Yes. <laughs> Without any inhibitions or like analyzing, just like I fucking nope. love this movie. Yep. Just admire Russell Crowe. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> we love Have you, you Russell. Have you seen him lately? No. He's living his best life. Is that right? He's probably like 260. Easy. <laughs> beard. Flowing hair. Just uh. like telling war stories about Gladiator, Master Commander. Just like being greatest, famous. Awesome. Greatest. Greatest actor alive. I'm the greatest actor alive. Greatest actor alive. I can make anything great. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> Except for Daniel Day Lewis was alive. <laughs> Except for Richard Harris was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, you fucking love Russell Crowe, but you know it. <laughs> I uh, really love Russell Crowe a lot. Hey, Russell. I'm really proud of you for this role in Gladiator. Really, really proud of you. He did. He he won like he like straight up won Best Actor for this role, right? I'm pretty positive that he did because I think right. is he. I think he's a two time Academy Award winner. Oh, the picture of him on Wikipedia is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> He's a winner. I know it. I know no, it. I know he's a winner. Gladiator. Yeah. Beautiful Mind. Bam. Oh, he won for Gladiator. Was nominated for Beautiful Beautiful Mind and Insider. Oh. Ooh, The Insider is a great movie. Oh, The Insider is a great movie. American Gangster, another classic. That's crow like film. four fucking hours long. Love it. Yeah, he Didn't won Best Washington? Actor for Gladiator. That's crazy. Yeah, he did. That's a joke. That's fucking ridiculous. Ah! Ah! That's ridiculous. That is not a best actor type. Some of those. No. Woo. Oh, God. Joaquin? What? Right? He was nominated, but he didn't win. I wonder who beat him that year, too. I bet it was some stupid shit. 2000. Who knows? 2001. Ugh. Who knows? Who knows? Whoever beat Joaquin did not deserve that Oscar. That's a guaranteed 
Wait, I don't know. I don't know who won yet, so I better not make that such a declarative statement so soon. Jeff Bridges, Benicio Del Toro, Willem Dafoe, and Albert fucking Finney. Wait, wait, for what movies? What movies? Jeff Bridges, The Contender, Benicio Del Toro, a little Oscar masturbatory classic called Traffic, Willem Dafoe, Shatter of the Shadow of the Vampire, Albert Finney and Aaron Brockovich in Walking Phoenix. Albert Finney. It was Albert Finney. My money's on the Finney. I got two nickels on Finney. Keep spending. For the win. Oh, we know it wasn't Joaquin. Benicio del Toro. Oh, get out for traffic. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Traffic. All right. Traffic kind of sucked. You know what didn't suck? Gladiator. You know what else? <laughs> Benicio del Toro does not suck, but come on, Joaquin Phoenix. They just didn't know what to do with him. That's that's why. Why do you love Gladiator? I love Gladiator because it's it's fucking three hours long and it's 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 a epic and it takes you away, and you get to just go away to a different place. It's the same reason I love all those kinds of movies. Like, it's just the ultimate getaway, like, just watch movie. The pacing is perfect. It keeps you going. You watch the first kind of 45 minutes, and you're like, the the first act of this movie, really, you, like, watch it, and you're like, okay, it seems like this is moving really fast, and, like, the story's probably progressing way too quick, and then everything takes kind of a turn and then the story just picks the fuck up and you go way away away on this big journey you know what i mean and i love i love those kinds of films i love the big big sound big story big runtime big actors big sets i love all that shit and that's why i love gladiator yeah i want to be russell crowe that's why i love gladiator Add him to the list. Danny Kay. <laughs> Paul Newman. Russell Crowe. I dream big, baby. Yeah, he's just for the stars. Literally. I think picking this movie right now on the close to the anniversary of its release and everything, like this movie is what this show is all about. Yeah. Gladiator to a T. All the way, ultimate home theater movie. I'm just going to say that again. Seriously, I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, like when you would go in Best Buy to hang out when you were like 14 and 15 years old, and you would go in there and look at CDs and DVDs and everything, like in the home theater section, I'm pretty sure Gladiator was like the movie that was playing on all 27. It was the thing for the first five years of the 2000s, like Gladiator. Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Like it was a thing. Yes. Yes. Big time thing. Well, I hope all of you were entertained. We hope. We hope. Anything else, Jay? No. I just fucking love Gladiator. And I think I'm, um, I'm going to watch it again tonight, maybe, if I can stay up late enough. Yeah, I'm putting it on right now. To the yeah. boot.
Hallelujah, Mr. Crow.